Friends, welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast here in the first week of June. John Eldridge in the studio with Alex and Alan this week because we've got some cool news for you. We've had this dream for a long time of having a gathering where our friends could be together, where like-hearted folks like you could come back to Colorado if you've been part of a Ransomed Heart event before or come to Colorado for your first time. And, you know, we do captivating events for women. We do Wild at Heart events for men. But very rarely do we have something that both men and women can come to. Right. Couples, singles. But to have a co-ed kind of family event like that. And we are November. Yeah. Yeah. November 15th and 16th, John. We actually did this by accident a few years ago. If you remember when we did the Restoration of the Heart conference and... You and uh, Dan Allender did that together, and we kind of had some of his allies and some of our allies came to Colorado for kind of a two-day event here. Right. And we didn't intend it to really be an ally gathering, but man, the feedback we got back from folks who came to those two days was phenomenal, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was their joy in being able to come back and connect with us and connect with other allies from around the world and other places that that they could spend some time with and, yeah. and connect with like-hearted people. It was it was actually a really phenomenal thing, and it got us thinking, man, we should look at how do we actually do that again. So this is pretty exciting. So what we're telling you about today is the Ransomed Heart Homecoming, November. 15th to 16th. 15th and 16th of this year, with the idea of being teaching, worship, hanging out with the Ransomed Heart team and our spouses, because it was fascinating. We heard as much positive impact about the event as we did the content of the Restoration of the Heart Conference, right? It was the opportunity to be with like-hearted people in an environment that's sheltered in prayer and hosted by Ransomed Heart, super healing really restorative, right? but also just the chance to connect. Right. And what you named earlier, John, I think is so huge for this, which is if you have a spouse, you get to experience it together. Because right. at boot camp, it's great if you're a guy going to that. And if you're captivating and you experience it as a woman, that's phenomenal. But to do something together with Ransomed Heart and our team as a couple I think brings in a whole new level of engagement and just exponentially accelerates what the experience is because you're doing it as a couple or you're bringing your adult children maybe or people in extended family or fellowship that you know. Like it's it's a whole new level. You know who was the one carrying the flag on this for years was Craig. Yeah. He insisted that this was a great idea that we ought to have don't just do it once, but do it like every other year where yeah. folks know, hey, there's always mm. this one gathering that everybody can come to, and it's the fresh teaching and the latest thoughts and the things that God is showing us out of our lives with Him, what we're seeing in the world, great worship, healing prayer led by the Ransom Tar team. He's like, we ought to do this every other year and just call it something like homecoming and just let, let everybody come back. Yeah. So that's what this is, gang. And the topic of this first one is saving your soul in a world gone mad. It is our observation that the world 
is blowing up, that people's lives are nuts. There's the pace of life, right? People don't have time to make dinner anymore, let alone plant a garden, read a book, yes. go for a walk, do the things that they enjoy, right? You know, the pace of life. But then you just have the intensity of all that's coming at us and social media and content. You know, we spend three hours a day on our phones on apps. We yes. spend 11 hours a day taking in media. And it's just nuts. And it's super hard on the soul. Right. And I'm writing this new book on how to take care of your soul in a world that's gone absolutely crazy. And one of the things that sometimes you don't know what you know until you start writing. Sometimes you don't know the right questions till you start asking. Right. And one of the fascinating things in writing this book was I came to realize most of the folks that I get a chance to interact with really actually do want God. There's a hunger, there's a thirst there, there's a genuine seeking of God. I would love to have more of God in my life, but something's in the way. Mm. And what I realized was this, that the soul is the vessel that God fills. Mm. It is the sponge that takes in the water, right? It's, yeah. it's the leaf that takes in the sunshine. It's, it is that part of us that is available to be filled with God. The problem is the world that we live in, this not-so-insane world, causes the soul to kind of like shrivel up, like go dry, you know, get tight, clench yes. up, right? Like when your fists are clenched and you're mm. all tense. And when your soul is fried, you can't receive God, mm. the very thing that you need right. for a fried soul. Yeah. And so you actually can't just go straight to God. You can't just say, well, I just need more of God. And you go, well, how's that going for you? Mm. It's not going as great as I wish it was. Well, here's the reason why is that your soul needs some loving attention. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think you see too, and the world's response right now, like people are hungry for some kind of relief, some kind of care, like Yoga classes are filling up all over the place and people are looking yes. for it, but it seems like most people just don't know how to get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th this year, the theme of homecoming is going to be saving your soul in a mad world. And we just want to walk you through some of the things we've been learning and practicing here at Ransomed Heart. Because the longing is, well, if I could just get more vacation or, you know, if I could mm -hmm. just... I just need to get to the beach for a couple of weeks and then I'll be okay. That's just not realistic for most people. Like it has to be available now. It has to be something we can practice in our current life. So we want to kind of unpack some graces that we've been learning that heal the soul mm. and allow you to experience more of God. And the idea being at homecoming in a context of like-hearted folks chasing God in the same direction and wanting that. Yeah. Right. So, John, for example, what are some of the graces that you are writing on and that people would experience at the gathering? Yeah, let me offer two things that go together that have been super, super helpful. And it's, it's so simple and available, what we're calling the one-minute pause and benevolent detachment. So every day in the outpost here, as a new practice, monastery bells ring at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And it's super disruptive. I mean, it's right at the beginning of meetings <laughs> or in the middle of a phone call or something like that. And it's a reminder to the team to stop, 
let it all go, find God again. And so what the one-minute pause is a practice that I just kind of fell into. I realized that there was absolutely no breathing room in my day. I would go from one phone call and make another. You know, I would finish one email and answer another, and then another, and then another. You know, right. I'd go from phone call to email to meeting and then race home to dinner. There was just no pause in right. the day. And the fascinating thing is, now that you know, I've been writing on this, there's this research available that shows that pausing allows your soul to recollect. It actually increases your concentration. It, it re-centers you, lowers your blood pressure, you know, knocks down the cortisol and that kind of thing. But here's the practice. So in addition to finding places in the rhythm of our day, we really actually can just pause. Jesus has been bringing us to the practice of benevolent detachment. And you read passages like Peter when he says, cast all your cares upon him Hmm. because he cares for you. And it's so beautiful and it's so poetic. And I had no idea how to do that. Right. Right? (laughs) Like wonderfully inviting, cast all your cares on him. Yeah. It's such an ethereal idea. Right. But how do you do that? Right. What's practical? And then to be honest, I would just be so tweaked when people would quote at me, you know, my yoke is easy. I'm like, <laughs> my burden is light. And I'm like, you don't, uh, you don't know my life. Like yeah. back off. And, but I did have to, at least with some humility go, he did say that. Mm-hmm. He did say my yoke is easy. My burden is light, which took us into some questions around how do you practice that? And the Desert Fathers called it benevolent detachment. It's not cynicism. It's not anger. It's not resignation. It's not, I'm done. You know, I hate you. It's not any of that. It is learning the grace of Jesus. I give everyone and everything to you. Hmm. I give everyone and everything to you, God. And to pause in your day, particularly at bedtime, when you are trying to be done with the day, you know, majority of Americans have some kind of struggle with sleep now and Sleep deprivation is a really difficult thing to live under in an accumulated way. You've got to enter into that in some peace and some rest. And so that's where it began for Stace and I was first in our bedtime prayers. And it was, we give everyone and everything to you, God. We let it go. Hmm. And then that practice began to work into, well, why not at lunchtime? And why not at 10 and 2? And yeah, just different places in the day learning to do that. And it's huge because at first, when you try to just, you think one minute, that's going to go by so fast, Mm -hmm. a one minute pause. And when you first start, I I don't know about you guys, but a minute felt like an hour. (laughs) Like I'm so used to just going, going, going. When you pause and you just relax yourself and you focus and invite God into it and release everyone and everything, a minute is very disruptive, but in a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. And just the disruption of you realize how much you are carrying. You right. realize how much uh, you are holding on to. Each time that happens, it still surprises me at times. I go, oh man, God, I didn't even realize I was carrying that thing. Yeah, I took okay, it all back. I, I let it go. I, I give that person or that thing to you. So it's been a really cool rhythm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, as you're even describing it, John, like that, okay, now at lunch, now in the afternoon, now before bed, like it becomes mm-hmm. a rhythm of your life. And, yeah. and that's just huge. 
Yeah, and these things, their overall effect is, we call them graces in the book. They're not disciplines, it's not a new program, but there's just these graces available to us, like beauty coming into your day. God offering beauty restores the soul, and you don't have to go to the Alps, you know, you don't have to get to a safari or, you know, Indonesia, like beauty is all around, and it's in the sunlight that's falling on the table in the morning, and it's in the frost on the window pane, and it's available in music, you know, where you can just close the door for a moment and just let your soul be renewed. There are these graces available to us in our actual lives. Yeah. Don't have to become monks, don't have to run away, as lovely as that sounds. And so that's kind of the teaching part of what's coming up in the Ransomed Heart Homecoming in November. Times of worship as well. We love to worship together. Times of corporate prayer. We've learned a lot about healing the soul through prayer, and so leading folks in benevolent detachment and letting stuff go and letting Christ heal our soul and ultimately letting Jesus heal our union with him. Mm because that's what we're after. We, we want our union with God to be restored and rich so that all of his love and life and goodness and strength can be flowing into us. Yeah. Like you talked about with the one-minute pause, that is a practice we can do. To me, homecoming is another kind of pause, really. It's like saying, in the middle of a world gone mad, I want to take a pause and find like-minded people and step away out of the matrix for a weekend and gather with people and just pause and learn and understand and experience a different way to care for my soul. Yeah. So it's Friday and Saturday? Yes, that's correct. Registration's open right now on our website, ransomheart.com slash homecoming. And we were actually planning on the price change. Price was going to go up on June 1st, but when we realized we hadn't had a chance to let our podcast listeners know about it, we decided to actually change the date for that to June 10th to allow you guys a week to get registered at the lower initial early bird price. So that's uh, happening right now, and you can get on and register this week before that goes up on the 10th. And it's about two-thirds full already, gang, so it will sell out. Limited seating available. Love to have you come join us. Love to have you experience the team and fellowship and the camaraderie and the restoration of our souls. And if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I would love to do that, but there's just no time in my life. You're probably the one who most needs to find the way to get there. (laughs) Exactly. And Alex, you're going to be juggling cats like a couple of times and doing some special things too, right? Don't give away all the good stuff. Okay. Okay. You'll have to see it. Ransom Heart Homecoming, November 15th and 16th. Wanted to let you guys know about it. You can learn more on our website and register there, ransomedheart.com.